In uncertain days, it is important to remember that our world is getting ready to meet God. We are all getting ready to meet Him. The King is coming. Today, we join Scott Pauley in walking through the final book of the Bible, the revelation of Jesus Christ. John has been called the postman of Patmos because he was the one called on to deliver the Lord's message. And uh, the message was not just any message. It was the final, full, forever revelation of Jesus Christ. We've been studying in Revelation chapter number 1. What a rich chapter this has been. And uh, I don't know that we'll spend uh, this much time in every chapter of the revelation of Jesus Christ, but this first chapter is so important because it's foundational to everything else. We've looked at each verse except for one verse, and that is perhaps the most important verse of the entire book of Revelation because in some ways it's the key that unlocks the door. It is the, the theme verse. It is the verse that gives an outline to everything John writes. It's Revelation chapter 1 and verse number 19 where God says, Write the things which thou hast seen and the things which are and the things which shall be hereafter. So there are three things specifically that God commanded John to write down. Three distinct uh, divisions here, and each one is significant. The first is this, the things which thou hast seen. Over 40 times in this book, John says, I saw, I saw, I saw, I saw. And I'm thinking now of how those early apostles said, we cannot help but speak the things we have seen and heard. Uh, John would write even in 1 John that that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you. So he's writing from firsthand experience. This is an eyewitness account. John was not just an eyewitness of the resurrection. He was an eyewitness of the exaltation. Uh, so this is why his writing is so profound. Because John saw Jesus Christ arrayed in all of his glory. And then this awe-inspiring description is written down for us. And aren't you glad it's written down? Somebody said, I, I wish I could have seen. I wish I could have known. Oh, friend, you can see. You can know. The Lord wrote it down in black and white. What more do we want? So the first thing God says is, write the things which thou hast seen. The second thing He says is, and the things which are. Aren't you glad that God is interested in things as they are? Not as they used to be, not as they will be, not as we want them to be, but as they are. Uh, the Lord deals with realities. And by the way, He understands reality much better than we do. He sees through all of the surface and all of the peripheral things. He gets right to the heart of the matter. Let's address things as they are in the present tense. And then the third section is, and the things which shall be hereafter. So the Lord says, there are things I want to reveal to you. I want you to write down so others will know the things that are coming. And aren't we all interested in that? Yes, we are. We are interested in what's coming. And there's so many people that are looking for certain things to happen. Some people are looking for some event. Others are saying they're looking for the Antichrist. Let me tell you what I'm looking for. I'm looking for Christ. I'm looking for this. The King is coming. Now, how does Revelation 1.19 serve as a good overview for our entire study? Well, let's take the three divisions. First of all, the things which thou hast seen. 
I believe the things which thou hast seen really is summarized in chapter 1. The things which thou hast seen basically is all about Christ. What did John see? He saw Christ. He saw Him in all of His glory. We get this description in Revelation chapter 1. We'll find continued descriptions and, and greater detail as the revelation progresses. But here's the one thing God wants you to see. He wants you to see Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. I can't think of any message more important and imperative at this moment in human history, at this time in our nation and in this generation. Do not be distracted, friend. Do not get your eyes fixed on other things and people. Keep your eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. So the things which thou hast seen, that's chapter 1, that's Christ. Then the second division, the things which are, that's chapter 2 and chapter 3. Because the things that were at that moment in the present tense were the seven churches in Asia Minor. So if the things which thou hast seen connects to Christ, then the things which are connects to the church. Now this encourages me. It encourages me to know that the Lord Jesus Christ did not just found the church, He sustains the church. He didn't just start the church and then leave us to our own devices. Uh, we've got lots of churches today running on their own devices and ingenuity and ideas. But the Lord says, that's not what I want. It's my church. It's not your church. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The Lord is concerned with things as they are in the church today. And I would say this, as surely as He knew those seven churches, as surely as He spoke to those seven churches, as surely as He had the answer for each of those seven churches, He knows us. He wants to speak to us and He has the answer for every one of His churches at this time. The things that are, Christ is concerned with. And so, over the next few studies, we're going to look at these seven churches in Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3. I would encourage you to read them. Spend some time getting acquainted with these seven churches. I think you'll see yourself in them. Isn't it amazing? When you come to the Word of God and you look in the Word of God, it is both a lens on God and it is a mirror on us. So when you come to Revelation, you look through the lens of the Revelation and you see God in His glory. But at the same time, uh, the Revelation is a mirror that reflects us. It shows us our great need right where we are at this moment. And our present tense God has a word to say to all of us. Then the third division are the things which shall be hereafter. Uh, are you glad there's a hereafter? That this is not all there is? I'm beginning to understand more and more what Paul meant when he said, if in this world only we have hope in Christ, we're of all men most miserable. No, no, it's not just this world. There is a world to come. There is a hereafter. And so if chapter 1 uh, was the things that he saw, and that was Christ, and chapter 2 and chapter 3 are the things that are, and that's the church, then I would say to you that chapters 4 through 22, the rest of the book of Revelation, are the things which shall be hereafter. And we might say that's the consummation. That's where it's all headed. This is, this is where it's going to. In fact, when you come to chapter 4 and verse number 1, here's the way it begins. After this, I looked, and behold, a door was open in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. The exact same word. I've marked in my Bible in chapter 4 verse 1, after this and hereafter. So we're dealing with future things when you come to chapter 4 through the rest of the book. This is where we're going. In fact, I believe chapter 4 verse 1 pictures for us uh, the rapture, the catching away of the church because what's the message? Come up hither. 
Sometime real soon, friends, we're going to hear those glorious words come up hither. There's going to be a trumpet and a shout, and we're going to be called away. As surely as John was caught up into that third heaven uh, to see the Lord, we're going to be called up to be with the Lord. That's what I'm looking for. And so when you come to the rest of the revelation of Jesus Christ, chapters 4 to 22, it's going to give us a view of what's going on both on earth and in heaven and then into eternity. We're going to see God's government and we're going to see God's grace. We're going to see what God does uh, with wicked men and what God does for His own people. And I don't know about you, I can't wait. I'm excited about it. And so I hope you'll begin reading through the revelation of Jesus Christ. And more than that, I hope you'll begin to pray, Dear Lord, show me Christ. Dear Lord, show me the things which are right now in our church. And dear Lord, show me more about the things which shall be hereafter. Lord, as we begin now to launch out from this first chapter deeper into the revelation of Jesus Christ, we pray with the psalmist, Open thou mine eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Thank you that you have so much more for us. In Jesus' name, amen. The purpose of all Scripture is to see God. In Revelation, the curtain is pulled back and we are reminded not to simply look at world events, but to look to Christ. We hope you will join us next time as Scott Pauley continues our study through this amazing book of the Bible. You may also join us right now for additional studies and a library of helpful resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. You will find several new features at our online home and we trust they will be a blessing to you as you walk with God. Plan to visit us each day at enjoyingthejourney.org and we look forward to returning to Revelation on our next broadcast. Keep your eyes on Christ and look up. The King is coming.